0: Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Creative Research, Dr. Augustina Silverkin. It is at 7.30pm on the Join Your Channel For our radio audiences The crossover will be at 8pm Do make it. Thank you for
1: joining me, I am Komla Adam Springboard with Albert Okran And the team is right up next Please stay with us How do you intend to sustain yourself when you retire? My children will take care of me when I'm retired. (laughs) I am a professional. I can work till 80. Some people leave their retirement to chance. How are you planning yours? Your attitude today can help you avoid struggling to survive when you retire. With 50 Ghana cities monthly investment in the Axis Pension Plan, you can accumulate 700,000 Ghana cities in 30 years. This investment will guarantee you retirement income that far exceeds your current income. Visit www.axispension.com to sign up or call 0302-543-287 or 0545. 0545- 321 for details. Axis Trust your reliable partner in pensions.
0: UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at
2: every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our
0: customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. When you don't have the Enterprise Advantage app, you're not in control. Boss. Yes, I could see. I'm at where they sell the coats. What size do you like? Ah, what coats? Coats, coats. Office coats. Ah, I said get me a quote. Quotation from Enterprise. Ah, you pa. Oh, what, what, what? Save yourself from the stress. Take advantage of the Enterprise Advantage app. Make your claims, check statements, request for a quote and buy a policy from any of our subsidiaries. What's more, you can also get health tips, traffic information, find mechanic shops and more on your Enterprise Advantage app. Download the Enterprise Advantage app on Google Play and Apple Store now. Here is to 95 years of trust.
2: Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> so everyone says
3: I'm a Kosia Philip.
0: I'm nosy. or go out to find out the latest filler. <coughs> it's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minutes of every call. And so I just keep
3: discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. <coughs> oh, and lastly, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello. Look who's
1: about to roll with the rich and famous.
0: <laughs> Enjoy even more value with empty and free. After one, you only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN free after one, and the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. So, dial star 315R to sign up. we day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to tonight's Father's Day edition of Springboard, your virtual university. Thank you for joining us on your favorite leadership and personal development show. This is the place where your values are enriched on a weekly basis. As you must play tonight, get ready for useful nuggets of business, career, finance, talent, and leadership development, especially at a time like this, and by the time you graduate at 8 p.m., your personal value would have shot up. This is a different moment in history, and so everything we are doing is being done differently from what we've been used to, but we are guaranteed that the value will be delivered. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstation joy 99.7 FM. The broadcast is made possible by the kind KC of brands committed to the development of Ghana's human capital. A big thank you to MTN, MTN, Pulse, Just Be the Enterprise Group, Enterprise, Your Advantage, UMB Bank, UMB, Speed Up, Digibank, Let's Go, and the Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. Epic thank you to the Graphic Business for being our friends, partner on this incredible journey. So, thanks for joining us out there on Joy FM. My name is Albert Okran, and I'm doing this with the support of the virtual academic board comprising Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, David, Amos, Emmanuel, and Jojo. So a big question for tonight. Have you adapted to the new normal way of doing things, or are you still caught up with the traditional way of doing things? The world is changing at a very fast pace. Are you waiting for things to come back to normal, or are you adapting and transforming or if I may use the word we'll be using tonight, repositioning yourself to remain relevant in this era. This Thursday evening on the springboard handout, we'll be talking about the new normal once again. Last week we had Reverend Eric Hermeku telling us about how church has changed and then Charles Karim Busumpra, the IT consultant, who mentioned happy twenty-one times in a ninety minutes discussion, because the new normal is favoring his business and is working from home. And then Dedo Kofi, who shared about personal and business transformation in the new normal. This week, we'll continue talking about the new normal and look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Those who liked Twe, old-time Chinese folks will oh, know good. about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Wherever you are in this world, let's talk about what is good about the new normal, what is bad, and what is absolutely ugly about it. Depending on what which industry you are in, you can make this contribution And the Zoom ID for Thursday. 7 p.m. to 8 30 p.m. The Zoom ID is 861 3545 3201. Let me give it to you again 861 3545 3201. And that's the ID to join the discussion on Thursday at 7 p.m. Tonight, do me a favor and download the MTN Pulse app, the Enterprise Advantage app, and the UNB Speed app, and keep these apps active on your phone. My COVID-19 awareness tip from MTN is the one I like the least because it's so difficult to comply with. And it's simple. Avoid touching your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. Habitually, that is very difficult to comply with, but it's very essential at a time like this. Let me tell you that the month of June is special because throughout this month, we are doing the grand finale of uh, a three-month-long global convocation on radio. We could not have the global convocation on the springboard, we should. We've been doing this on radio for three months now, having so much fun, and we are wrapping up with tonight's discussion and the next week's, as we bring our uh, digital series to a close and then move on to something exciting, something new in the month of July. So tonight, we'll be looking at a very important subject in connection with preparing for the future. But the one we made for this week, or for today, as our Father's Day special is to give one man, male, a smartphone, airtime from MTN, and of course, free coaching sessions from Comfort and I, a set of books, and then free subscription on the Graphic News Plus app, all going to one father, one male, one lucky person. And I'll tell you shortly how you can win that prize. It's simple. Nubal will be sharing some very exciting things with us. Just write down notes like you normally do. Take down serious notes when he finishes. We'll ask you how many questions we have in campus. Three or three. three questions. When you get them right, you are in line to win that phone, that airtime, and all these wonderful prizes. Our guest for tonight is a big part of the Springboard family. He was with us in Cape Coast. We had great fun in Cape Coast. And we're looking forward to coming to bombard Accra when COVID-19 bombarded us while we are back and we are strong. Noel Kujigansen is the Chief Marketing Officer at MTN, and tonight he joins us for a discussion about, guess what, repositioning your products and your services. Noel, good to see you. How are you today?
2: I'm very well, Albert, and great to see you as well. Um It's rather unfortunate that uh, we have to use this medium to be interacting with each other, but that's all we have today. So We'll make do with that. And good evening to your listeners and viewers as well. It's
0: the new normal. And the beautiful thing about that is that we keep our smile, we keep our, our excitement, and and we give value to our stakeholders and ensure that many more people can be reached under the new normal than it was before. No, happy Father's Day to you.
2: Happy Father's and, Day to you too.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's start with your, your shout-outs on Father's Day. Any any father figures you'd like to celebrate? Any message well, for well,
2: well well well' Albert, as as you're aware i mean to all the listeners out there to all the fathers and the males out there happy fathers day for me personally to you and uh, as a as a as one who have lost both parents over ten years ago i have uh, um strategically picked a couple of people that i recognize so much and they have been very instrumental in my in my upbringing and uh and my development as a as a person as well i mean Newly would be obviously my spiritual uh, 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 pastor, um, Reverend Chika, as one person, and I would like to uh, mention none, none other than Doctor Louis Nagalikori, who's been very instrumental and more like a father to me. And the next person, which is quite strange, when I, when I talk about it, a lot of people, wonder it's my big brother, Sir Kudigasan, who's also been very instrumental in in, 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 playing that fatherly role
0: in my life, that's right. It's my spiritual father, Dr. Mensah Namah Utado. Everything that I I do today is influenced largely by his more by what he does that I see than even what he sees. And I get the privilege of learning by observing from him and I have a deep love and respect for this giant, this great man of God, for everything he's invested in my life. Dr. Utado, I thank you. I celebrate you, and I appreciate you for your example and your simplicity and your compassion for people. All right. So happy Father's Day to all our listeners tonight. It's promises to be very, very special. And all today, we're talking about repositioning your products and services. But let's take the discussion even wider because companies can reposition, nations
2: can reposition. What
0: exactly is repositioning, and why is a discussion like that important?
2: Well, well, thanks, Albert. Uh, once again, and. Uh I mean, for me, generally, I mean, the word in itself explains everything. It's, a, it's about how you reposition, how you change, how you move, and, and, and what you do in that regard. And and for me, I just coin and, and, and explain repositioning to be something that involves, involves changes changing one's business model or your portfolio of products and services or... You want to change market perceptions based on what you're offering to the market today in terms of products or services, or reposition your entire business line that you currently have today to allow your business and your portfolio to compete more effectively in the present environment that you find yourself or the present environment that we find ourselves in today to either target a new segment altogether or to actually catch up. the trends and the changing behavior of customers that you already target so repositioning is all about how you strategically move away from your current position be it as a business in itself or as your product and services portfolio or probably you've got negative market perceptions that you want to change and trade with regards to your products and services and how you also can reposition your business as a whole together so that's that's what what uh, uh, uh fundamentally what repositioning is all about
0: i i like the fact that you mentioned that it can be triggered by a negative market perception oh. on the business side of things what would make it necessary for a business to reposition apart from yeah. the negative perception that you mentioned
2: yeah the i would i'd would, uh, tackle this question into two in folds and i put it into uh, specific ways. One one is around internal conditions and the, the other would be around external conditions. So let me take the internal conditions first. I mean, surprisingly, changes in leadership can make a business reposition itself. I mean, changes in strategy, overall strategy can make you reposition yourself as well. Acquisition or development in new technology can, can ask or demand a company to reposition. Introduction of, of innovations that offer new competitive advantage or differentiators can actually enable a company actually reposition itself. So, so internally, I mean, there there, there there are a lot of factors that actually can make or push you to reposition in that regard. When we talk about the external conditions, there are lots of. Best- no, but you want to you want to slow
0: down for me. Okay. I love to take notes, and our listeners okay. are taking notes. Reasons different from the reasons that you are given. <laughs> 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 I'm mindful that these questions can come in the quiz. So you you are talking about reposuming being driven either by internal factors yeah. or external factors. And yes. And
2: the internal so factors are a change in the business model, correct? Yes, a change in business model, a change in Since organizational, organizational leadership.
0: leadership. Change
2: in leadership. A change in and overall a
0: strategy. Yeah. Acquisition, you, you talked about acquisition as the third possible reason the company has been acquired or has acquired another entity. Yes. And then the fourth was introduction of technology, correct? Yeah.
2: All right. So those are all internal. Yeah. And, 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 and so if I move to the external conditions. I mean, um, yeah, I think you've touched on a couple of them, but just let me try to recreate them and put them into, into proper per, uh, perspective in here. So competition is, is is one of the key things that w- can necessitate uh, a business or a company to reposition. The other factor here is to do with market environment. So economic slowdown or recovery or economic boom can actually make a company reposition itself uh, or, or, or your portfolio in that regard. Um, very key as well in this is around the changes in consumer confidence or consumer trends and demands and make one actually reposition itself. And then um, what we, 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 we don't really talk about that much is the political climate as well. And, and if, you, if, if you scout around globally what's happening and all that has actually necessitated other businesses who find themselves in different sectors of the, of, of the economy, the need for them to actually reposition themselves as a business. And then the last point in here is around the social forces, which are I, I, I call them social forces because it's around movement, around social responsibility and sustainability, can be ways of which would necessitate one business or a company to actually reposition itself. Now the most important point which I love most is to do with consumer trends in here. And um, when you talk about consumer trends, I mean, it, 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 it says for itself the changing tastes and preferences of customers, evolving attitudes and behaviors, um, consumption of new technologies that people are learning and adapting today, and how they are interacting, new segments, emerging targets. I mean, today we're talking about millennials, we're talking about Gen Z, etc. So those are. Those are conditions within the consumer space that can actually necessitate a company to reposition itself. We've talked about the economic environment as well, which also can be woven under the market environment. So economic environment is one of the key things. I mean when, when, a, when an economy is in decline or recession, it's got a huge impact on what, what happens within the business fraternity and the, and the reason why companies or businesses would want to reposition. Last but not the least is to do with the technology changes and growth. And that is very instrumental. And for me, I mean, it's one of the things that we will discuss once we go along uh, today's topic. How technology in itself can necessitate people to reposition their business. Will you put
0: technology in the external factors? Yes. Okay. Okay. I suspect that technology can also be internal if it is created or driven by the company internally as an industry.
2: Absolutely. 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 So
0: Give us five home points, five away points, and then one point that can sit in both home and away. Tell you all. <laughs> all right, for those who like writing notes, let me just give it to you again. So, the internal factors Noel gave us change in business model, change in strategy and products, change in leadership, acquisition, and then introduction of technology. And these are the five points that Noel gave us. And then the external points, very, very interesting points. First one is competition. Second one is market environment, either a boom or a slowdown uh, or decline in that that, that matter. The third is change in consumer confidence and trends. Fourth one, political climate. Fifth one, social forces, um, sustainability and other environmental and other considerations. And the sixth one, of course, is technology this time um, coming as a factor from without. Let me bunch this all together and ask one question. Where does Corona, the biggest word, or COVID 19 sit in all this big discussion as a determinant or a trigger point
2: for repositioning? well, Corona. So, Albert, I mean, when you started off in your intro, you talked about the time that we were in Cape Coast together and it was such a great event. And after that, we had conversations around this particular engagements and we talked a lot about what we're going to do but here we are today four months almost four months down the line things have changed and we have to have this engagement through a different medium altogether and so for me it's 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 very important it's one of the biggest things that has actually hit the world not just Ghana only and it has it has made every single business in every single sector have to reposition, really look at your business structure, relook at yourself again and ask, how can I be still relevant after this? And one of the key things that I keep saying to some of my colleagues and friends as well is that COVID-19 will not live with us forever. What is going to live with us forever is the impact of COVID-19 that will live with us to the eternity. And so for me, the focus and the, and the strategy around repositioning it should not be hinged around COVID-19 per se, but it should be around the impact that it leaves on society, on our economy, on our sectors of business. And that is what we should be focusing to re- reposition around. So it is, it's a virus that is spreading and changing by the day. There's very um, enough evidence out there that it has wreaked a lot of havoc on businesses, um, supply chains, the business demand side of, staff, of things, you look at consumer needs and demands, etc, and as we speak today, uh, it is likely that something will change within the next few days and and, and, and even that we're not aware of it, it, will, it, will, it will like, exactly I mean like like the health experts would say that as we speak now we're not too sure what is going to come by end of June and into July again, so us in itself and the way things are changing very quick and rapidly before us. It requires that we actually we look at our business and look at our business model and look at our strategies going forward. So I, I I would say that it's still a learning curve, and a lot more is required from us, the business community, that we need, we ought to know. But is it very is, is it a gloomy situation? Is it a dark situation? I don't think so. I I am very much confident that it's not a dark situation. It's not all that dark and gloomy. The pockets of opportunities that still lie out there for us. If not to take advantage of it and start making enough revenue or customer acquisition today, it is an opportunity for every business sector to begin to rethink about your business strategy and your business model today to prepare yourself for the future. So I think the current conditions and environment actually is a bigger push that requires businesses to relook really at themselves again and pretty much weigh their strategies and why they are in business and what they are in business for and to be ready for the for tail the, for the, for the uh, end of, uh, of COVID-19. It is this repositioning that you mentioned that occasioned
0: this conversation. And I'm sure that at the beginning of our journey on the roadshow, we talked about preparing for the future as our team, but at that time, COVID was not a factor at all. Now you had to redraw the curriculum and COVID is exactly. center stage, preparing for the future, post-COVID-19, in and post. And you make a very powerful point when you see that the health effects will wear off eventually, either with a vaccine or with a better management of the situation, but the after effects. In fact, Thursday we had an informal poll about um, when the effects were likely to end or how soon it will take to come back to normal, and the options were within a year, within two years, within three years, or never at all. That means that the opinion that things will never come back to the normal as we knew them before. And that option, the option D, that things will never return to normal, had 41%, two out of five people felt,
2: listen, things will never go back to what we used to do before. Is it a bit times Yes, I, I, I totally share that view, and, and a lot of people would, would would debate it. So anyone out there that says that, look, um, we're going to return back to the way we do things. yes, you're right when you say that we're going to return, because they are, they are obviously in the line on the strategy of adoption of things. the people who are laggards. But believe you me, any business that is going to play the wait and see, or not to be convinced, will be left behind when we turn from the curve and we're accelerating, you would now be redesigning your whole entire strategy and you'll be left behind. So I'm, I'm very much part of that school and a student of that school as well.
0: If we close this discussion without giving Paul a very clear roadmap, you've mentioned some of the action points, but for anyone who's listening to the discussion tonight... If they say the discussion was about repositioning your products and services, the next question that anyone who did not listen would ask What are the key steps one must take when you are going through a repositioning of an existing business? We thought about the fact that it must be flexible, it must be opportunity, but I would like to catalog them clearly in a way that somebody can take out. I like takeouts being enumerated. So, what are the key steps one can take?
2: In repositioning? Mm. So, so um, for me, one of the key things that you need to talk about here is first of all, I always go back to the. I, I think at, at a later point, we, we will touch on the, on that bit is wh- where as a business, where do you, why are you taking your business to? Where do you want to go as a business? It's so fundamental in everything that you do. You just don't rethink, retool, and adapt on the fly. It has to be hinged on the basic and the core foundation of your existence as a business. So you need to look at that. Those are the very critical steps that you need to look at. And in that core reason and rationale for assistance is where you can actually reposition your business. So first of all, it's very important to relook really at that. If you don't have one, I guess that you can engage the business groups uh, in the academia to help you mold one for yourself as a business group, which, which will define why you are a business or your very existence in business. The next most critical element here is we, you, in trying to reposition, don't ever lose sight of your core fundamentals of business today. What is making you thrive? You don't sacrifice your lunch because you want to have dinner. So it's important that you, 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 you remain and build the core. The core of your business is your, is your very reason why you're in assistance as a business, to even think about how to reposition. So working hard not to lose the core is very important. The next key thing around repositioning is please be mindful of what you are repositioning. And I, I say it candidly that you need to be aware of that, which you should factor in whether it is going to require technology or whether it's going to require a, a, a risk killing, or getting new employees into the game, what is what would be required for you to reposition? And if you don't have clarity in terms of what is the core fundamentals of why you exist as a business, you don't protect what you have today. You cannot begin to reposition. So it's very instrumental and important that we look at uh, the, those those factors that I've mentioned. So it's very 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 important that you follow those steps and make sure that you don't break your core business today, and also what is required for you to reposition and what are you repositioning for or to gain at the end of the day.
0: Right. So let me give you my my notes from this number one, you're saying that anyone repositioning must ask yourself and that that question is is so important, not just for individuals or businesses, but for nations, for organizations, for churches, for political parties. What is the rationale for your existence? Where are you trying to go? Reson the earth. Why are you in business? That is the first question. Why are you in business? Where are you trying to mm-hmm. go? And you see, mm-hmm. the second thing is that don't lose sight of your core fundamentals. What is making you thrive? And I like the description. Don't sacrifice your life because you want to eat dinner. So mm-hmm. the core thing that is making you thrive, don't lose sight of it. And the third thing is, what are you repositioning? So these are exactly. the two questions that you must ask yourself to be able to do it well. And once you ask yourself those questions and get the right answers, you are likely to, to, to make significant progress. Is it fair to say from your notes so far that when all is said and done, answering the, after answering these questions, words you have used um, previously, two keywords have seen come out of your previous submissions, flexibility, uh, the second thing you mentioned is speed. You mentioned if the opportunity is in cargo and you are an airline and you've been used to flying passengers and the opportunities in cargo, how fast can you convert the passenger liner or the, the passenger uh, aircraft to a cargo plane? And I was just thinking, B, I'm just thinking of the business classes, maybe just leave some space <laughs> for, the, for the passengers and convert the rest to cargo. But I just was thinking very hard about the options but so you are talking about flexibility and speed and then the third point I'm picking is from your example about education, you talk about what you have done to create opportunity but how many people have the access the Mm -hmm. access to even what is needed to take advantage of that opportunity so um, I guess those are conversations, flexibility, speed, access that will permeate our conversation going forward Um, so Having said that, let's settle our discussion on another key issue that is very familiar to you and is very much at the center of everything that is happening, and that is technology and innovation. How big is technology in this whole mix of going forward, what to do, what not to do, what people are doing that is exciting? You, by virtue of where you sit, Get to hear exciting things people are doing, and I'm sure it gets, it gets you very pumped up when you hear about what people are doing. Tell me how big
2: technology is in this whole matrix. Okay, so 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 for me, technology um, is um, I I have a very simple way of capturing it, um, and I, I just want to use the human body as an example. So technology is the heart, okay, and and then and when you when you ask me technology and data. How, how critical and important is this? Technology is the heart. Data is the blood that actually runs through for the heart to pump. So it's the core and it's the basics of, of everything that we do. And um, the moment we talk about technology, people begin to talk about uh, things which are out in space. They are basic requirements for technology. Even if I'm setting up a business today the coal ports that I use, the gas that I use as a technology. So those are very basic things that you want to... And if I take a food or a restaurant into question today, the question here is, oh, now people are ordering food online, etc. When I used to do sit in how am I going to transform myself to start doing ordering? Now, first of all, you've invested all your money or your finances into making sure that your in-eating space is up to spec because you wanted a certain image for it so you've got all the best of plates, all the cutlery that you have, all the dining and all that's in there. Now, you don't even have done an assessment to say that what technology do I require to be able to serve the demand which is coming from online ordering, etc. So where do I go to even make an order? How do I make an order? I don't need to even to have a website. I can just have a basic phone and put in two or three of my workers who used to be waiters to be manning the, those phones. That's technology in itself. I can place an order. The next thing will be is because I deliver food as an in-eating or in-service perspective, I've never even thought about how I'm going to package the food to go back to the customer and how it's going to look like because I've actually put everything into my fiscal evidence. Now, if you don't have that, then you can also serve that particular demand. And even if you, you've, you've gotten the packaging right and it suits where you, the image of your business today. How is that food going to be delivered to that customer, and in what format? Because when I walk into your edifice today, I've got this nicely dressed gentleman who is who is waiting, walks me to my table, sits me down, takes my order, and comes back to me. If I order online, are you just going to call uh, an okada by the road to deliver that food? How does how does that impact on the value that you place on your brand that you want to build? So when we talk about technology. I try as much as possible not for to, to allow people to begin to think about technology in the space of 5G, 6G, I mean, the levels, the basic elements of it. You don't need a website to run an online business. I can just change my waiters, three or two of them, and give them telephones and they can manage and they can receive orders, manage the orders, track them through the kitchen, get them packaged, make sure they're delivered and do a follow-up on those business. So with a simple device, like a like a mobile phone or a telephone, you can you can you can do that. So when we talk about technology, I see it to be the heart. That that's what actually keeps us thriving. It pumps it out, and what actually runs through it is data. So when we talk about uh, data, that's the, that's the blood. That's the blood. The the data is the blood that, that actually runs through it. Because the point here is, I mean, I'll put
0: you along. I'll put you alongside. Norman Vincent Peale and, and, and <laughs> Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> the big quotes of our time. And I would say, technology is the heart and data is the blood. And I'll write it in, no, you in New York, because we can't secure Thank you, man. No, let's, go to, let's, let's go on to excitement. I mean, some exciting things that we can do to, to make life um, real for the customer. I, I know that for what you do, that engages you day and night. How can you make life exciting for the customer? So let me ask you. Our listeners tonight run different businesses, different entities. Share a couple of things they can do to give value and excitement to their customers. So 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 number
2: one, I, I think the most important part is you need to start with empathy. You need to understand your customers in this moment. What are they actually going through? And you need to adapt that within your business as well. How do you adapt your customer experience accordingly in that regard? In this area where the physical interaction is not happening, people are doing things, um, working from home and all that, you need to begin to show empathy to your customers. Understand them and that empathy is really to understand what they're feeling or what they're going through in this moment. And how do I adapt my customer experience accordingly? We need to invest in quick digital wins to stay connected in this regard. And a couple of them i have talked about it. At any time, the word is mentioned, digital. People think to make your business digital is to have an app. Now, you can have an app if you don't digitize internally. You cannot digitize externally to impact the customer out there. So it's very important that there's there's a requirement for every business to start looking at that, which is when you empathize with your customers, understand what they're going through, you adapt your customer experience accordingly. Then you can adapt your, your your digital ways in that, and you can you need to go above and beyond for your customers today. The most critical element here is you need to help your employees to deliver that experience despite the crisis and please it 's very important in here employees are facing the same uncertainty and anxiety customers are also doing the same, and in this crisis, customers are looking for support help to be able to do what they need to do. So you if you don't help your employees to deliver the great customer experience, you will lose the opportunity of trying to create a unique experience for the for customers within this era. And the most important thing is how do we apply a human touch to everything that we do? Despite the fact that we need to follow the protocols of social distancing, how do we apply a human touch to it? A human touch is not necessarily me walking over to Albert to touch you so you know that it's a human touch to it. The way you even present your stuff, the way you even talk about it, and the way you empathize with the customer actually reflects how you can add a human touch to this. In an era where social distancing, living um, by the protocols, are very much the most critical things that we need to do to be able to prevent and fight against this, this virus. I'm
0: going to give you a chance to catch your breath. No, well, no, if you come to think of what you've been sharing um, since... We started the program. I can assure you that you have you've given value to our uh, listeners and shared some very exciting things. I have so many tickets, but I'm going to um, ask Comfort to, to give me her big tickets very shortly. And I'm also going to go to Jojo for his game changer segment on creating your own luck. But for the listeners out there, this is the last summary I'll give you because after I give you this summary, we're going to post. let's make it five questions. <laughs> Look, if people take this thing seriously, they, they can't get a smartphone and get airtime and get all these benefits without putting in effort. If they've been listening, our, our listeners are sharp. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's do the
0: five questions. Mm-hmm. Five okay. questions.
3: All
0: right. Easy questions. And the areas to punch for this example, some of the key areas. One uh, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. The one internal repositioning. The internal factors that one needs to look at in order to reposition will be one of them. The external factors will be one of them. And then the, what to consider when repositioning will be one of them. And then he gave us a quote about technology and data. Again, that quote will be one of the questions. And then the last question, that one I'll give you the answer for free. The four things that one. <laughs> needs to do, to create excitement for your customers. I think um, that that's definitely that question should feature in our uh, offerings.
1: Are you giving the
0: yes, I'm giving the questions out. It is, it's as far as the why shouldn't give out the questions. It's not the, the objective is not to make it difficult for the,
2: Yeah, the objective is for the fathers to, to have it. Yeah, that's
0: the <laughs> so the critical success factor is to cram the answers and be the first to type it in the social media page and you are done. The last question, question five, will be about how to create excitement for your customers. And we mentioned four things. Number one, empathy. Understand the customer's feelings and experiences. Number two, adapt your own customer experience to, to ensure that that empathy is represented in what you are doing. Number three, invest in quick digital ways to help your customers to benefit. And number four, is internal alignment. Get your staff to be part of the action because if you don't digitize internally, you can't digitize externally. So empathy, adapt, adaptation, investment, and internal alignment. I'm telling you something. If you get two of these, you have one as the smartphone and the airtime and the, and the challenge. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that's that's I awesome.
3: I wish I was awesome. on the other side. <laughs> you see?
0: <laughs> let me go over to Jojo for the Game Changer segment. And today you're talking about creating your own... Luck. Do you take it away?
1: All right. So, I mean, for football fans like me, it's been a really hard time. Football has been away for about 100 days. And at first glance, the match with the nil-nil draw that Sheffield and Aston Villa played wasn't the most exciting way to resume the season. But there was a moment of drama in the 46th. that set tongues wagging. Sheffield's Oliver Norwood killed a dangerous-looking ball into Aston Villa's box, and the keeper managed to catch it. But he fell into the side-netting in the process, and everyone expected the referee to blow for a goal, assisted by Hawkeye, the goal-line technology. But to Sheffield's frustration, he just waved play on. And after the match, all the focus was on Hawkeye. After all, you know, the system had seven cameras at the stadium, and somehow still missed a clear goal. Now, in their defense, Hawkeye explained that it was a freak accident and all seven cameras had simultaneously been obstructed. That was the only time in over 9,000 games that this had occurred. So, as crazy as the malfunction was, you know, the keeper, Orjan Nyland, was actually, to me, the catalyst for Aston Villa's good fortune. Today, our game changer is creating your own luck. Now, how many times have we seen a goalkeeper simply collapse on the ground in frustration, after they concede a goal. Countless times, right? Well, Nyland went contrary to that trend and stepped out quickly after he crossed the goal line. Now, granted, the four match officials won and Hawkeye malfunctioned, but none of that would have really mattered if Nyland had stayed in the net. Essentially, Nyland created his own luck. So how can we deliberately engineer luck in our own businesses? Step one, work hard and take action. Life is a numbers game. The more you do, the luckier you are likely to be. Step two, do the basic things right. And step three, consistently scan the environment for opportunities. This week, I leave you with the thoughts of Roman philosopher Seneca. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. This has been The Game Changer with Jojo Okran. Have a phenomenal week. All right, so have a phenomenal
0: weekend. That's the message from Jojo Okran. And creating your luck, Charlie, if you are the one who benefited from the Hawkeye error, to you it is luck. But <laughs> to the team that's Sheffield that should have come into a Champions League position, that kind of luck is, is not nice. In fact, it's not nice at all. Let me go over to the registrar to give me a big takeout from the lessons for today. Campos one is giving us so much food for thought. I, I'm struggling to find which one would be my big takeout, but which one would be your big takeout from the lessons you shared?
1: I think how to reposition yourself was was
3: was a big t- takeout for me. And um, where he started from in the case of having empathy was it, it means that you understand your customer. You 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 are part of their business, and therefore. Whatever they do, whatever you do, it is to it's to sync your your offerings with what your customer needs. And you know what is, when you
0: say offering to me, it means a different thing to me. Because <laughs> I'm a pastor, you no, no, understand the no, no. way you say offering.
1: No, 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 it
0: means neither. a different. thing. But I just want to establish mm-hmm. nomenclature. Okay. Offering means okay. a different thing to me. Okay. Than a Different thing to you. But continue. I <laughs> understand. <laughs> This is not church offering. This is business products and services. No, I understand products and services. Okay. Yes, and I so I, th- I think
3: that was that was um, very very key. And therefore, having, having that uh, empathetic outlook therefore helps you tailor your offerings or change, helps you adapt to your your customers' experience. And so those were two big takeouts for me.
0: Right. All right. So just to tell you, since you've taken that one, maybe I will. I'll go on to, I'll tell you my takeout, and it was the steps, the questions to ask when you are repositioning. First of all, why are you in business? Second, what is your core fundamental? Don't lose sight of it. And then the third one, what are you repositioning? Noel, let's go on to the your takeout. It's a bit unfair to you to ask you this question, but of all the things, which one is dear to your heart? Because I'm going to ask you, what the big what a big, big takeup for companies should be, but for you for what you discussed so far, which of them is dear to your heart
2: look for, for what I always say here is that look in terms of crisis, I would always stick with this particular one in terms of crisis, there is always an opportunity in crisis, and whoever looks at the crisis with an eye for opportunity would stand tall. When crises are over, and and for me that's that's very uh, key and a core message that if you ask me from, from from when we started till now, what I want to leave with people would be this. Your final
0: thoughts for businesses and companies that are going through this what would be the last thing for them?
2: Well, I would I would I would want to touch on another six key points in here, but my. My points will be leveraging on what happens in the, in the car racing sector. So I would go using Formula One as an experience as, as an example for us. and one of the key things that I want to leave with the, with, with, with my colleagues in the business community here is embrace failure, and yes. that is the only sure way that you can ensure success in the motor racing environment, most, most of the time it's about losing, not winning. And, and when you think about it that way, and it's because defeat is a default position for every car racer in Formula 1. And so Formula 1 drivers and team spend a lot of time learning the lessons of failure. Why? Because it informs them of the future success. It's important that we spend very little time patting ourselves on the back when we win. Loss of the time, analyze where the next failure will be coming from. So companies should embrace failure, and that's the surest <coughs> way for success. The next other key point in the Formula 1 bit, which I pick up in uh, one of the key things that we look at is pit stops is, is an art of teamwork. And when we talk about pit stops in, in racing, is where they, they stop for refueling, where they stop... For retooling of their vehicles, tire bins fixed and all that. It's all part and an art of teamwork. And I'll, and I'll use a, a key thing that actually happens within that space. is The pit stop was used as a strategic weapon in the 80s in car racing because you only spend 25 seconds out of your racing time at your pit stops. But guess what? Way back in, 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 in June in Azerbaijan, when the racing was going on, that record was actually broken from 25 seconds to 1.89 seconds. So Pit Stop is just a testament of teamwork, which is around trust, is around practice, and ability to blend complementary skills and expertise. It's all around marginal gains and continuous improvement. So, again, if I look at the Formula One experience and I look at it and using it as an example of some of the learnings that we can glean on for businesses, it is important that we recognize pit stops and the art of teamwork, which is very essential for us in this time and, and, and above. Also, don't forget your UX, your user experience. Understand the customer. And I'll give you a clear example in here. In the Formula One racing, a brilliant young designer was engaged to design the wheel, the driving wheel for the Formula One racing. When the designer produced the work, it looked the very part of what they wanted. And so the question that came from the team that gave the designer the work was that no, we don't think this steering wheel or driving wheel can work. We want to understand how you made it. So he invited them into his office. And when they sat down, what he was doing is that his chair that he was sitting in, he used it as the basis when he pulled out his CAD um, file, the designing file system, out to them, and they were looking at it. He used this chair as an example of trying to adjust your head when you are turning your wheels and et cetera, to cetera to be able to arrive at the conclusion of that discussion. And the import of that is to say that Always put yourself in the end-user's environment. So this designer actually put himself in the end-user's environment and was able to design a driving wheel, which would suffice in that area. The next yeah. other key point here is that name the name on the door doesn't guarantee success. In the era so of the, the, uh, mercedes It doesn't guarantee success in that regard. A Ferrari or not doesn't guarantee success. What actually guarantees success is about the people within that door. So the people within the team of uh, the Formula 1 racing camp is what actually determines success. Which then goes to talk about the essentials of focusing on our people to deliver success for the business. The fifth point that I'll touch around is how how to manage business risk. And I mean, any business book and a and, and, and theorist will tell you how to manage business risk in this era. Do this, don't do that, and all that. But the most important one is how to manage personal risk. And business risk is one thing, but personal risk is another. Your appetite for risk matters. But as a professional and in an institution, trust is something you don't turn on and off based on something that you have just that has just happened. It is built over time. So there's no point having the systems in place if you don't trust the systems. And, also, and the last message that I want to leave here is remember that when it, in Formula One racing, you only you decelerate only again into the curve, but you accelerate whilst you are in the curve because you know you want to come up on top. Today, we decelerated when, we, when COVID came in. We are now in the curve of covid and I expect and I look forward that the business community would accelerate now in the curve, which is around rethinking, retooling, and adapting so that by the time we are out of the curve, we'll still be where we are with our businesses. We'll still be where we are within the, 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 the business economy of this country. And the future can only be brighter at the end of the day. So it's time to build for the future. What
0: a beautiful way on which to end this Hour-long engagement with Noel Kujugansen, the Chief Marketing Officer at MTN. And if you just joined us, just some notes for you. Embrace Failure, Pit Stops is a whole art of teamwork. You says, understand the customer. Number four, the name on the door doesn't guarantee success. It's about the people within the door. Number five, know how to manage your risk. And number six, De- decelerate before the curve and then accelerate in the cave. That's the one that can't come to life. She said, mm. <laughs> it <was powerful. laughs> No, well, thank you so much. And you ended with your three big words again. We thank you to adapt. It's been a beautiful time having a conversation around this subject.
2: And I want to say a big thank you to you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And it's, it's been, it's, it's been great. Right. Uh, happy Father's Day to,
0: not to your, just to yourself, but to all our listeners once again. And Noel rightly mentioned that insurance is a big conversation that we should be having. The final conversation in this series will be about insurance, and we will find out how we can take care of ourselves even better. For all those of you interested in the big prize on, on, on show tonight, the questions are up there on the Springboard Your Virtual Investing Facebook page. Five clear questions. I've given you the answers already. and. Because of the temptation, I have smuggled this last one, the popular one, because she's into it just to, to <laughs> give me two of the, two of the you, you have to get it right. So go out there, write the answers to the questions, and you can win yourself. Even just for participating is part of the excitement, and it's a learning, um, a whole learning thing. Go out there and write your answers to the questions on
2: Springboard, your virtual university, and post all and the think- answers. And and I think for adding a last question to it, there has to be an added-on straightener to the one who is actually going to put in the efforts and I would have listened and I take, have taken notes to answer. So the winner of that smartphone would receive personally from me, um, let me see, today is Father's Day, let me see what we can do. I would, I would, because our fundamental core foundation basis as a business is everyone deserves the benefits of a modern connected life. I would give to that winner personally 20 gig a month for the, for one year. And, 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 and what I would ask here is if the winner today can afford data by himself, because definitely it's a he by himself, I would encourage that guy not to stop because I'm giving him personally a 20 gig a month, but he can actually transfer what he can afford to someone else who cannot afford just to bring people along onto the digital platform for them also to experience. And together, we can make sure that our community, our environment is ready for the future. So I would give the winner 20 gig a month for the next one year. And I expect the winner as well If you have that means to afford already, transfer that to someone who cannot and encourage the next person to also join the the digital bandwagon. So that is my commitment. And I think the last question is essential. And you've got a bigger prize that should spare people on to answer them. Thank you very much, Luaka Jigansen.
0: It's been a wonderful time. What a beautiful way to spend a Sunday evening. And I'm just envious of the person who gets to carry away all these prizes. And that's the whole springboard experience. And well, thank you for your personal commitment as well to making this great for somebody out there. This has been springboard, University, brought to you by Legacy and Legacy. Enjoy 99.7 FM. Proudly sponsored by MTN, MTN Pulse. Just be the enterprise group. Enterprise, you are los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este. Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para
2: vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCI USLRC.
0: Anti-UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, Bank. let's go and the Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions with support from the graphic business. And look out for, on Tuesday, for a summary of everything Noel has said in the graphic business, a full article on it. Let me say a big thank you to the full Springboard team for making this happen. Until we come your way again next week, God bless you. comfort.
1: God, God bless, bless you. And God bless you. God
2: bless you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> to our cherished listeners and viewers and um father said to our fathers, especially to the president of the land and both my husband as well. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I mean I mm-hmm. saw um things that went on with wait for me and the, the we should vote ourselves
0: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero éste comenzará en tu mente.